fourth story of polonia seven stories from contemporary japanese writers translated by torao taketomo this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by abai in october two thousand fourteen the bill collecting by nagai kafu one instantly after she got up from the bed where she was sleeping with omatsu her companion oyo put on her narrow-sleeved hanten as usual and wrapping her head with a towel in the manner of the sister's cap she began to sweep the parlour oyo is the maid-servant in kinugawa an assignation house as they had guests in the inner room of yojohan who had been lodging there since the evening before Oyo wiped up every place with the dust-cloth except that room, including the railings and stairways of the first floor. Coming down to the fireplace near the counter, she found the mistress, with toothbrush in her mouth, already uncovering the charcoal fire of the previous evening. In contrast to the dark, humid interior where the odour of wine seemed to drift from somewhere, the winter sunshine glittering on the opposite side of the street and through the frosted glass screen of the front lattice gate looked quite warm and cheerful as soon as the mistress saw oyo who was bidding her good morning she said all at once now oyo i wish you would go directly after breakfast as the place is far being thus ordered, Oyo took up her chopsticks for breakfast, eating before Omatsu and Otetsu, the cook. After having finished her toilet and changed her dress, and listening again to the instructions and messages from the mistress, she started. It was almost seven o'clock when she set out in the new wooden clogs that were given her by the regular geisha girls as a present at the end of the last year, and she heard the voice of the cook supplier at the kitchen the man who came to get the plates and bowls oyo went out by the familiar shortcut through the lane between the houses of the geisha girls coming out into the open street of ginza which was filled with sunshine she looked around her as though surprised at the new appearance of things her bosom pulsated to the sounds of trolleys passing by and she not only felt that she had forgotten all the messages charged by the mistress but even the route which she thought she had understood well when she left home she became confused so that the way seemed further than she had supposed it had been five years since oyo entered service in the autumn at the age of fourteen at kinugawa the assignation house she had been at hakone and at enoshima she knew haneda and the shrine of narita but it was only as an attendant of the guests and geisha girls in the great carousels of many people that she went to these places once though she was a woman she had walked alone through the night with two or three hundred yen in cash in her sash but it was not further than a few blocks where she went to an accustomed bank on behalf of the mistress it was only once or twice in a year that she rode a really long distance by trolley to visit her home at minami senju for holiday to a woman of downtown who knows nothing about the suburbs of tokyo except fukagawa shinagawa and asakusa 
even to hear the name of okubo in the uptown district where oyo was going to-day to collect the bill caused her to imagine a place where foxes and badgers live as she also felt fearful that she might not be able to return home that day if she did not catch the trolley as soon as possible she hurried to the square of owaricho not even stopping at the beautiful show-window of matsuya and makamiya and tenshodo good morning maid oyo suddenly being thus addressed from the crowd which was waiting for the trolley oyo turned back and saw an employed girl of tamaomiya who had her hair dressed in hisashigami and wore the half-coat of koki silk kimi-chan going to temple as is a habit of woman oyo looked at the hair and clothing of this geisha girl which was not particularly unusual no i have a patient at home kimi-chan the employed girl said apologetically as though answering the question of the employer where are you going to the place called okubo i was told to take the shinjuku line is this the place to wait for it shinjuku then it is on the other side you must take the car from the other side of the street oh oyo cried with such a loud voice that she surprised herself and as if she could not hear the formal salutation of the employed girl please keep me in mind again she crossed the square to the other side almost in rapture though it was a winter morning her forehead perspired having heaved a sigh of relief before the glass door of the cafe lyon oyo turned back with a wonder-stricken look to the other side of the street where was the clock on the roof of the hattori clock store thinking that it was a marvellous thing that she was not killed in the midst of the square where so many trolleys are crossing by that time the employed girl of tamaomiya almost crushed among the crowds on the conductor's platform went away toward the mihara bridge and though many almost empty cars followed it the only thing that passed the tracks where oyo was waiting was a lumbering horse-truck loaded with casks the sidewalk near to the cafe lyon was so filled with persons waiting for transfers that they overflowed on to the street pavement unconsciously oyo looked at the blue sky of winter calling to mind the clock on the roof of hattori's building which pointed to half-past eleven she became so impatient that she felt she could not wait any longer the complaints of the persons who were waiting for transfers speaking in loud voices the breaking of the wires or the stoppage of the electric current disturbed her as though it were the announcement of a fire burning her house exhausted by waiting oyo like the others leaned against the glass door of the cafe and hung her head suddenly becoming conscious of a commotion oyo also ran in order not to be too late for the car but being only a helpless woman she could hardly approach the first car even the next one she missed for a big man of dark complexion crossing in from the side had pushed her away when her foot was already on the step moreover her side-lock of ichogaishi was rubbed up by the sleeve of the double manteau with great force now i won't mind what becomes of me i will wait even half a day or a day as long as they want me to wait oyo who had already become desperate purposely followed behind the crowd to take the next approaching car 
when they came to hibiya park a seat was left so oyo could at last rest her tired back then the inside of the car was calmer and the streets outside opened out and became more quiet and in the warmth of the inside of the car with the sun shining on the back of her neck and shoulders she nodded involuntarily with the light jolting of the car the fatigue of the body which has to work every night until one o'clock at the earliest pressed on her eyelids all at once as oyo is the favorite servant of the mistress raised by her from childhood she must help her not only in the parlor of the guests but also as chambermaid to be made a companion in the late drinking of the guest in her busy time is bearable but the most disgusting thing is the troublesome task of washing clean in a hot water cup the whole set of artificial teeth of a guest nearly sixty years of age every time after his meal in a short time there were indications of the stopping of the car and passengers coming and going oyo awakened all at once surprised and looked out of the window she saw a leafy tree a high bank and a low bridge on the waterless moat the conductors enough to frighten her were assembled in front of the new house at the corner many empty cars were left as if they were to be given away with this sight of unfamiliar streets oyo felt unutterable helplessness she became anxious about the thing in her sash fearing that it had been stolen in her absent-minded moments also she doubted whether this was the place to leave the car impatiently she moved a bit from the end and said please what is this place the high-boned flat-faced slant-eyed conductor who seemed to perceive the embarrassed figure of oyo by a glance did not move from the platform shrugging his shoulders as if cold and turning his head to the other side he pulled the bell so that oyo who had left her seat was upset by the moving car and thrown with all the weight of her body on the lap of a man looking like a foreman of the laborers who was sitting near to the entrance feeling abashed oyo tried to get up quickly she noticed that a big arm as heavy as iron was laid on her back as if to embrace her body she struggled with all her might Ehe, ehe. with the vile frightful laughter there was a smell of wine how can i stand it when i am held fast by a girl what good luck to have chanted one of the group that was sitting on the other side and they burst into laughter oyo flushed like fire and wished even to jump out of the moving car after that she felt that all the eyes in the car were looking constantly at her even then she had not gained her composure after the fright of the moment when she felt herself closely embraced by a laborer all at once oyo became conscious that no one in the car was dressed like her in maizen silk with folds laid somewhat loose grey haori with an embroidered crest on it and an apron of itori neatly tied all the other women were in hisashigami and in close folds and most of the men passengers were soldiers her helplessness riding among these unknown people became more keen just at the time when she was about to ask the conductor who came to inspect the transfer tickets regarding the station before shinjuku her embarrassment and helplessness became all but overwhelming this is the aoyama line miss 
if you wish to go to shinjuku there is no other way but to transfer at aoyama ichome and again at shiocho throwing the transfer ticket on the lap of oyo the conductor hurried to fix the dislocated pole as she had understood that she could go all the way without transferring oyo on hearing that she had to transfer not once but twice felt as if she was thrown at last into the labyrinthic jungle of yawata two after going here and there oyo was able at last to realize that tenmacho nichome was the station before shinjuku how far would the troubles of the unknown route continue oyo regretted that she had come and thought that she would never again go on an errand to an unknown place no matter how she might be scolded it is far better to stay at home with the sweeping and to dry the bedclothes or to wash the yukata to offer to the guests in this broad street more bustling than she could have expected she could not tell whether she had to turn to the right or to the left nevertheless as she could not stand in the middle of the street she was thinking about paying her own money secretly to ride in a kuruma when she saw a kurumaya from the stand and asked him how much she would have to pay to ride to okubo give me fifty sen don't fool me being much provoked oyo did not even turn to the kurumaya who called out something to her from her back and walked aimlessly to a side street seeing a little girl with tucks at her shoulders in front of a tobacco shop she asked in an almost weeping tone please my girl will you kindly let me know how to get to yochomachi of okubo yochomachi said the girl cheerfully go straight this way and going down a slope you will find a policeman's post you had better ask at the policeman's post oyo felt revived for the first time thank you ever so much putting an overwhelming sentiment of thanks into these simple words oyo walked away looking curiously at the sights on both street of the somewhat narrow street there was a european building for moving pictures on one side from the lane near to the building a few geisha girls came out laughing about something in loud voices looking at them oyo wondered why are there geisha girls in such a place suddenly she heard a tremendous noise before she could think what was the matter she saw many soldiers on horseback riding from the open street to this narrow side street there was the gate of a temple at one side of the beginning of the slope and taking advantage of an open place oyo was fortunate enough to get out of the way she saw six or seven men employed on the telegraph wires squatting on the earth eating their luncheon a bamboo ladder was leaned against a wire pole on the other side of the street hello the beauty their teasing started oyo running away in embarrassment we are receiving an extraordinary benten hey my girl may i offer you a glass some of them were looking intently at the folds of her skirts they could not contain themselves any longer when a sudden wind had brushed aside the skirts of her underclothes all of them burst in at once luck to see it is worth two yen at shinjuku the red clothes are said to keep long and they continued to say things which were unbearable to hear 
but is not the procession of the soldiers endless stirring up the sand on all sides and how much oyo wished to escape oyo finally got away from the place and went down the slope almost running when she suddenly stumbled on a stone and hardly kept from falling in front of it she saw something that looked like a squirming heap of rags which said ladies and gentlemen passing by please a penny two or three leper beggars at whom one could not bear to look a second time were making bows on the sand of the street the town at the foot of the slope was visible with the dirty roofs in confusion at the bottom of the valley like lowland Oyo wondered, without any reason, whether the town over yonder was the outcast's quarter. Going down the slope and turning to the left, as she was instructed by the girl of the tobacco shop, she easily found a policeman's post. As a policeman who looked good-natured was standing in the middle of the street, she asked him her route. "'What number of Yotromachi is it?' "'It is number 62. The house is Mr. Inuyama's.' number sixty two then you have to go straight along this way and go up the slope before a big wine shop i see and let me see is it the third side street after you go straight up the slope you turn there to the left where you will find number sixty two much obliged to you before she had gone less than half a block she found a wine shop that looked like the one she was told about and also a slope so she thought the rest of the route was quite short feeling somewhat proud that she had come this far alone without the kuruma or without going much out of the way she forgot a while even the fatigue of her legs but when she began to go up the slope she had to meet another unexpected trouble Though the downtown district had had such continuous clear weather that it was annoyed by the dust, the uptown quarter of the city seemed to have had rain the night before, and the street, which was not broad, was so deep in mud that Oyo could not even find the sidewalk. By the time she discovered that the mud was melting frost, which had not had time to dry, not only the toes of her new wooden clogs, but also her white socks newly washed, were all splashed with mud. On one side of the road was the bank covered with sepiaria, and on the other side was a cryptomeria hedge, where, taking advantage of the fact that there were no passers-by, Oyo took out her pocket-papers and wiped, she knew not how often, the mud from the mat lining of her wooden clogs as she glanced up she thought the third side street to which she had been directed by the policeman might be the corner she sought three the mud of the melting frost became harder and harder a big masterless dog was roaming about with a menacing look the rasping sounds of a violin were heard the dreary sigh of the wind came from the trees nearby. Far at the end of the side street the ground seemed to slope again, and, though the winter sunshine was falling gently on the roofs of the new houses, and on the deep forest that covered the rears of all the houses, either side of the road was dark in shade, and all the houses were surrounded with fences of four-inch boards. Each had a small gate containing a slight door, 
the faces of which were smeared with mud that had not been washed off which seemed to have been placed there in mischief by the boys in the neighbourhood the number and name of the house which oyo found at last after examining all the labels on the houses on both sides was on the support of the small gate where the mud was splashed thickest and dirtiest inuyama takemasa oyo looked at it again before she entered the gate the gentleman called mr inuyama was the most captious unsympathetic and unreasonable among the numerous guests that came to kinugawa no matter how busy they were in attendance in the parlours he would not be satisfied if he could not call up oyo and all the other maids into his room if the mistress did not come to salute him every time he came he would be angry and say you insult me or you treat me coldly it was said that he gave up his membership in the parliament as it did not suit his dignity his profession at present was that of a politician he was fond of geishas as young as babies and if the girls did not obey his will he was so furious that nobody could touch him and oyo not only despised him more than any of the other guests but also was afraid without any reason of his forbidding appearance and loud voice he always wore european clothes and used to come in a kuruma pulled by two drawers saying that the lower class of people ride in the trolley once in a certain conversation when the mistress had said to him that in these days not only the expenses of your pleasure and the tips for geisha become dearer but even your expense for kuruma must be very considerable he laughed mistress the money is earned to spend <laughs> but these prosperous days were no longer when it was hardly december of that year mr inuyama suddenly stopped coming and in spite of many letters he would not respond to the bill of two hundred yen of that month and the fifty yen balance of the previous month kinugawa was obliged to talk it over with the geisha who first brought mr inuyama after their meeting at a certain matsumotoro but it was almost clear that she could not shake her sleeve when she had none and so january passed in this way and now it was february the mistress sent oyo to the mansion of mr inuyama to reconnoitre oyo had known numerous cases of this kind not only of men like mr inuyama but also of many other guests she thought this nothing more than the bad ways of people she thought only that they will be enjoying themselves at some other house if they do not come to hers then it will be good of them if they will be more considerate and pay the bill the reason oyo looked again at the label on the gate was the fact that the gate of his mansion was so dirty but to enter the gate was better than the annoyance of walking around aimlessly any longer in the frost-melting road so she looked around from the porch with its dirty and broken paper screen wondering which was the servant's entrance on the right hand beyond the bamboo fence was visible the roof of a one-storied house looking cold under the garden trees she got a glimpse of an old red blanket and a dirty cotton gown hung on a clothes pole through the crevices of the bamboo fence on the left hand further on were one-storied houses with lattice gates and another that looked like a rented house 
Beside the wheel-well, where the plum-blossoms showed their buds, a fishmonger was cutting a salted salmon. Two maid-servants in careless hisashigami, who carried babies under quilted gowns and wore European aprons which had become grey, seemed to be at the height of their silly conversation with the fishmonger. As soon as they caught sight of Oyo, whose appearance was quite different, they sharpened their eyes, and, seeming rather to fear her, looked her over attentively from top to toe. The road from the well to the servant's entrance was spread with straw bags of charcoal, and the muddy water of the melting frost ran into the feet of people walking on them. Being in much perplexity, Oyo could not move a step, and, bending her waist, said, I beg your pardon. Both of the maid-servants stood wonder-stricken with open mouths. Is this Mr. Inuyama's house? Suddenly one of the maid-servants began to grow uneasy, and, perceiving her manner, Oyo said, I came with a message from Kyobashi. Is the master at home? He is absent. Then the baby on her back began to cry. Oyo, as she was ordered by the mistress, remembered how to proceed when she was told the master was absent, namely to call madam to the servant's entrance and leave the word that she was the messenger from Mizuta, which was the name of her mistress. However, as Oyo was only eighteen or nineteen, she felt somewhat timid and stood on the walk, forgetting even that the water of the melting frost was overflowing on her polished wooden clogs. The baby on the back of the maid-servant cried more and more. Chiyo! Chiyo! Suddenly a voice of woman close to her ears aroused her. Being astonished, Oyo turned and saw at the broken paper-screens of the servant's entrance, not farther than six inches, the big face of a woman, like a horse, with the eyes widely separated from each other. The careless Hisashigami could not be beaten by the maid-servants. She was a big, clumsy madam in a dirty and creased hifu. Just then the fishmonger came to offer three slices of the salted salmon to madam. Madam continued talking with the fishmonger, and Oyo, at last somewhat aroused and feeling at the same time a sense of deep disappointment, went out from the gate as if to escape for she felt that her troubles in coming so far had been all in vain. She was exceedingly sorry for her mistress, as she had been entirely deceived by this humbug. When Oyo rode again in the trolley, she felt, at first, the fatigue of the vain effort, and at the same time the fact that she was unbearably hungry, but being unable to do anything about it, she arrived at Ginza. The sun was already declining calling to her mind the clock-stand of hattori which she saw when she was waiting for the car that morning she looked up and lo was it not already near to four o'clock oyo felt her heart sinking with melancholy picturing in her mind the flash of her mistress's eye who never would say to her how early you are when she returned from the far-away errand the electric lights were already lit in the shops End of the fourth story.